It takes a village to raise a child. We all know that, right? But what happens if you can't find your village? Because raising your child is really, really tough. What if you are so filled with shame and doubt and guilt and fear of judgment that you don't share your triumphs and your struggles? You don't talk about it because you don't think anyone can possibly relate. Well, I've been there. And it was really hard for me to find my tribe. So I decided to make mine. I went out and found these amazing mothers who are also in the trenches, struggling to raise their kids. Together, we are a community. And in this podcast on the hard days, you'll find motivating stories from other real moms who get it. We're going to accept who we are and how we show up for our children each and every day, even on the hard days. Every Sunday night, I come to do Sunday Night Share. First of all, I hope you can hear me. I feel like my sound is not the best, so hopefully you can hear me. Every Sunday night, I come on to do Sunday Night Share, and um, I always feel like I am like beat by Sunday night. I look exhausted, I feel exhausted, and you guys can all probably relate because it's Sunday night and we have survived another weekend. <laughs> Barely. <clears throat> and just like every other weekend, I'm at the end of a head cold. It's just like, I don't know. Neurodivergent kids, honestly all my kids, but especially Mr. Nine, weekends bring, I don't know, nothing great. Most most weekends are not that great. Mostly because, especially during this time of year, there are one million things to do. And you, I'm sure that you know families, I know families, <coughs> who are just like out all the time. And they're at sporting events and then they're at um, the movies and, and at... Uh, I, I don't even know. Where do people even go? People take their kids everywhere. And we just cannot do that. Um, as you might have saw in my stories, like we have a fair in town. <coughs> Excuse me. And we have um, a parade that kicks off. The parade was fun. We did that yesterday. Um, the bees were a big factor for Mr. Nine. A big factor. Uh, my God, the, the flipping bees... And honestly, when, well, I'll get into that in a second. I was going to say, once he gets it in his head that there are bees, it doesn't matter if there are or are not bees. He hears them. He feels like he sees them. They're on his legs. They're on his body. He's like, it's a, it's a mess. Um, but the fair, Miss Nine especially, really wanted to go to the fair. We did bring them to the fair one year, maybe two years ago, and they tried a ride, and it's fun, and they liked it. Um, <coughs> but I don't know. It's just not, it's very expensive, first of all. And today was like a hotter day, so there's going to be more bees and more people. Anyway, we didn't go to the fair. And it, it just kind of stinks, you know? It stinks, and you guys totally understand this. I know you do. It stinks that I can't just do a thing. We can't just go to the fair on a whim, especially during bee season. And food that they might not like. Do we plan? Do we give them lunch first? I mean, these are not babies either. These are not toddlers. These are not preschoolers where you're trying to plan what they're going to eat anyway, which I would do with a preschooler anyway. <coughs> oh my gosh, just like, I cannot clear my throat. I've had a head cold, just a head cold, um, but I got it from Miss Nine and I'm at the tail end of it. Um, like, okay, but for nine-year-olds, in terms of let's talk about planning a lunch, do I have them eat if we were even going to go to the fair, do I have them eat first at home? 
like have a normal lunch or because then they're going to be full and they're not going to be hungry for the fair food. But if we go with hungry bellies, I don't care how old they are, if they could be teenagers, if we go with hungry stomachs to a fair and I think about, well, what, there's a lot of fried food. It, I mean, it's delicious, but a lot of fried food, a lot of barbecue, a lot of, what if they don't like those things? What if it's too spicy? What if it's too hot? Like just temperature hot. <coughs> like how am I supposed to know what to feed them? So then there's the sunscreen. Of course we need sunscreen. I mean, we are in New England over here. Like it's not this, like, I can't imagine how hot it must be in places like the South and, and Florida and all down there. I mean, this is cooler temps. Today was a hot day. Like we still need sunscreen and they're going to be sweaty and they're going to be tired of walking and the animal barns are going to smell bad and it's going to be noisy and I'm going to be constantly like, come on, come hold my hand because you're going to like, you're lost in space and you're looking all over the place because there's a lot to see. I don't, the more I talk about this out loud, fairs are like super overrated. <laughs> now, before I had kids, some fried dough, candy apple, walk around. Yeah, totally. I'm down for that. But no, not not anymore. We didn't end up going. And so today's adventure, because I don't know what to do with them on weekends, honestly, and I kind of feel neglectful as a mom sometimes. I don't know if you guys can relate to this. I bet you can. It feels like no matter what I say, you guys can relate to it, which is just so um, affirming and makes me feel so much better about myself as a mom. But like, um, what was I going to say? I don't know what to do with my kids. And so because they're obsessed with screen time, I wonder to myself, am I, am I depriving my children? Like when they get older, am I depriving them of experiences? And I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Like those people that I know who do not have neurodivergent kids, who go to all the places every weekend and do all the things. When they get older, are they going to think that they were too busy and they wish they stayed home more? Or are they going to be like, we had the best childhood. We did and did all these things, saw all these places, had all these experiences. And I guess I must have some insecurities about that because I'm like worried about it. Like we don't do anything with them. <laughs> we really don't. We really don't go anywhere. Um, very rarely. I mean, there's an occasion. Um, we did the parade. So we did, we did something. We did the parade yesterday, but like, I don't know. I just, I wonder if I, we don't do anything fun with them. So today's fun after all of that was they had their morning screen time. And, um, I was like, what the heck are we going to do with them this afternoon? I desperately wanted apples. Like I'm a fresh, I pick apples in new England. We pick apples. I don't need the wagon, apple cider donuts, bees everywhere, apple si um, apple picking experience. I just want fresh apples. <laughs> so we have so many apple places around here. And I'm like, anybody going to come with me? Like, I, I, they used to love picking fruit with me. It's like a nice little thing. And they're like, no, yeah, no, uh, bees and whatever. It's hot. So I ended up, I didn't even get apples today. I'm like, what am I going to do with these guys this afternoon? Well, I decided that one of the, I have a new desk set up, which I haven't even like shown you guys. And I probably could flip my camera and show you it's not, nothing too fancy yet, but I have a bookshelf and I would like to put my, my pens and, um, 
markers and like notebooks and all my stuff on it. So I want, I want some cute little holders, but I don't want to spend too much money. So I was like, let's go to five below. Now I do not know if five below is a nationwide chain. I have no idea. I'm guessing it's a new England chain. It's, it's been around in our, well, it's not in my town. It's the next town over, but it's been around for a couple years now, about five, five to seven years probably. Um, but before that I had never heard of it. And I guess, so if you haven't heard of it, it's kind of like it's national. Okay. It's like, um, I have to go back to all your um, comments as well. I will go back to them. Okay. So it's national. I had never heard of a five below. We obviously have dollar store, dollar tree, never heard of five below. So anyway, they have lots of stuffed animals there. And I heard one of my, I think it was Mr. Nine say this morning, he was like, Oh, I want to buy a stuffed animal, which obviously I don't want them to spend a boatload of money on absolutely anything at all. And they do have like some saved up money from Christmas and birthdays and stuff. And I don't want them to spend it on whatever, but I wanted to go to five below anyway, to see if they had some office equipment, by the way, they don't. And so I was like, you know what guys, I will take you to five below. So what we're going to do this afternoon. We're going to go to five below and we're going to, you can get a stuffy. So go to five below this afternoon. I'm skipping over a lot of our afternoon, but that's fine. We get to five below. And if you saw my stories, I've gone into this a little bit already. They got, I let them get, cause I'm such a pushover, two things. Um, the first one was cause they couldn't decide what they wanted. They did want a stuffed animal. Now in the past, Mr. Nine is a nightmare at, with instances like this where he can't make a decision and he's putting things down and picking them up. And I just can't decide in the overwhelm. So if your kid is that indecisive, overwhelmed kind of kid, that is totally Mr. Nine, totally. Um, I, I I don't know if it's his age, he is older, but I also can say that we just started giving him a second pill um, and have noticed a serious difference just this weekend um, in that things that would have normally sent him completely over the edge only slightly bothered him. And so I we take these as wins. So... Um, he, he can't make a decision and he did struggle to make a decision like he always does, but sometimes it's worse than normal and he did okay today. So they had a lot of like squishy things and little fidgets and I have to admit that I, so first of all, I'm a skin picker, which is OCD. Um, what's it called? Trichotillomania is pulling hair, right? So dermatillomania is picking, nail biting and skin picking. And I've been doing it for how old am I? I'm 38. I've been doing it for like 30 years. So this is not a, a new thing. But anyway, I have found that when I'm busy, like at my desk or if I'm concentrating, that's when I often do it. So I found that fidgets do kind of help me, especially squishy ones. <laughs> so I saw these things. So if you saw my um, stories today, you know where this is going. So these were at five below and um, they were like mystery. Like you're not supposed to know what color it is. You could totally open them. They're supposed to be little dumplings. We drew on ours. I'll get to that in a second. Um, and they also got a little stuffed animal remote control thing and it's fine. Like it's fine. I didn't want to buy anything expensive because this was not supposed to be a day of just buying them random stuff, but I didn't know what else to do with them. <sighs> so if you saw my stories, you know that this here, this is, I don't even know what the brand is. You know, it's cheap. It's five below, but it's advertised like on it, the wrapper all shows faces on these things. Mr. Nine is like obsessed with squishy things. He loves cute little beady eyes. 
um, all my kids do, but he really does. And so he's like, are there faces on, on these? And I was like, I, I think so. Um, the wrapper was showing that it was. Oh, that is so kind. Thank you. Um, you know what? Before I even get to this, I want to go back up and read your comments because I don't want them to go too far away. Alicia, you said, wait, are there more? Nope. Okay. Alicia, you said we brought our six and a half year olds to Apple Orchard yesterday. It was a mess. Totally. We've done the actual like apple picking experience before. So overrated. There are 5,000 people there posing, posing in apple bushes, like getting stung by 8,000 bees. And obviously that's on my brain because Mr. Nine is so nervous about that. Just get the apples and get the heck out of there. But it's a cool thing. It's just meh, overrated. Um, does Mr. Nine like a trampoline park? You know, we have never been to a trampoline park. We have a trampoline and he does like it. We should totally do that. There's none around here within a half an hour drive, but I think about an hour away, there might be one. That's a great idea. They do like, um, a couple towns away. We have one of those like bounce house places. Like there's a, a bunch of big inflatable bounce houses inside, like a warehouse type of thing. We've done that before. Um, things are so expensive. Um, but, but yes, I think he would like a trampoline park. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Six would probably come out with four broken limbs knowing him, but might be worth it. Um, and then I wonder that too. I also feel like I just need to do or not do what feels right for us. Totally. And that's the back and forth, right? Like I want to do what's right for us and I want to just be normal. I just want to be normal. I just want to go to the fair. I just want to go do the thing and we can't, and we have to, well, we could, but then we're going to have meltdowns. So we have to sort of pick and choose. Is this worth it? Um, and sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. Um, a sensory special, Alicia, mine does and ours has a special sensory wristband. If he doesn't listen or follow directions, they're more accepting. Was that referring to a fair? I missed what that was from. You'll have to come back and let me know. Do what you want and let other things go. Yeah, it is hard. And I, I'm getting there. Aaron, send me your applesauce, my friend. Just ship it my way. Um, Michelle, you said, I say to myself, are these adventures that will make the memories I want them to have? Yes. But then the weekend adventures are always a shit show of meltdowns. Exactly. 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 So it's exactly that. Like, okay. What memories do I want them to have? I want them to have the memory of, let's just, let's just use, let's follow the apple picking example for a second. I love picking fruit. I remember, I have memories of going with my mother um, picking blueberries, picking apples, picking what pumpkins, picking whatever we can pick. Um, and I, I, I still love to do that. I love to do it with my own children and they love to do it with me too. I go just me, just them. It's very chill and relaxed. Well, it was for so many years and now my hair is driving me absolutely bonkers. I'm desperate for a haircut. Now, all of a sudden because of the bees, they don't want to come. And so what memories do I want them to have? I would love for them to have the memory of us apple picking and trying the different varieties and I don't know, just the sort of environment, the whole environment of it all. But if I drag him there, he's going to do what he did at the parade. And he also did this, where was it? Recently, this is like the second time in the last, oh, we were standing in line to get ice cream for Pete's sake, like a week or two ago. He's like, there's bees on me. There's bees on me. He's rubbing his legs. Making sure he's not behind me. He's rubbing his legs. He's rubbing his arms. There's bees. There's bees. There's nothing there. 
nothing there, but he feels itchy. And I know that feeling. Your skin is tingly because he's worked himself up. And so it's like, like you said, Michelle, it's like just a shit show of meltdowns. Like, is it worth it? Because now is he going to have the memories, not just from one time, but if this is something we continue to do, where we sort of push him out into the world, let's have this experience. Let's have, let's have this experience. Is he going to have the memories of panic and stress and overwhelm? Here's the thing. If he was happy as a clam at home and everything was just great at home, I'd be like, why would we go out when he's happy at home? But he's not happy at home either. And that's because he's obsessed with screen time. And so when you're not happy at home, he is. He is happy until he's not. It's like, okay, we got to go out. We got to go do a thing. But then when we're out, it's like, why are we out? We just need to be home. There's no answer. There is no answer. There's no easy, right way to do this. Um, scrolling down now. Oh, the trampoline park. Oh, oh, thank you, Alicia. That's good to know. I, that's very good to know. The thing about Mr. Nine, as you guys, many of you know, is that he is a mask, masker, master masker. He masks everywhere. He always has, and he probably always will. It is so important to him that he is viewed as normal. And he's very good at picking up on what others perceive to be normal. Like he learned on his own at a very young age what he thinks boys do. Now I'm a total, like I, that rubs me the wrong way in every sense of the word. I'm not a gender, like I don't, no, do, do whatever. We, we do whatever in our house. We have a girl, we have boys, we have girl toys, we have boy toys. We don't gender bias anything. And that's, that's what I strongly believe. On his own, from a very young age, he he realized, by preschool, I think most kids do, but he's just, like, really aware. M mostly, boys don't wear nail polish. Boys don't do this. Boys don't do that. Boys, and all of it are stereotypes. And I'm uh, certainly not saying that this is how it has to be. In fact, I'm saying the exact opposite. This does not have to be. But when he was even in preschool, he would say, can you paint my nails? Which is totally fine and great. Um, and I would do his sisters too. But then he would say, but we have to take it off before school. Like it's just for the weekend. So he is the kind of kid who is so extremely aware of what other people are doing, other kids are doing, what is popular, what is cool, how to be accepted. Um, he, that's why he's a lost soul at recess every day right now, because he's not really a sports kid. Um, but he's entering into the age where a lot of boys are. And he's not, he's a little too young for band. <laughs> um, he, you know, elementary school doesn't have as many opportunities as middle school and high school does. Uh, and so he hasn't found his, his people yet, and he's still very young. So anyway, that's a whole other story. But recess is his worst time of day every day. Um, but in general, this is why he masks. So he's going to mask absolutely everywhere he goes. He will not have a meltdown out in the world. Even when we were getting ice cream, he was definitely fussy. But he, and he was rubbing, this was a couple weeks ago, but he was rubbing his whole body trying to get these imaginary bees off of him. But he was saying to me, um, I just need to get in the car. I need to get in the car. And then once he was in the car, that's when he lost his marbles. 
um, so anyway, yesterday at the parade, he almost, um, we almost did go sit in the car. Oh, hey, Michelle, I didn't even see you there. Um, we almost did go in the car. He said, like, I think I got to go in the car. And I'm like, we're not missing this parade. Like, I, I kind of put my foot down. This was one of those times where I was like, no, first of all, there aren't any, there aren't any bees. Number one. Number two, you want to see this parade. They're, they throw a ton of candy out. Anyway, we made it through the parade. That was yesterday. So today, sorry, I squirreled. I do that often. Um, so we go to the five below, get the two things. So we get in the car. Oh, geez, I just threw mine. Um, I got one because they're squishy. It's just a normal squish ball, but it came in a cute little package. And, um, oh, are there any Spanish speaking moms who would like to connect with me? This motherhood feels very alone when you are not in your home country. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine, cannot even imagine. Um, so feel free if any, you guys can scroll through the comments and connect with her. Um, if that's a good fit. Yeah. Um, so we got in the car, took the wrapper off and there's no face because he really wanted a face on the squish. There's no face. There's no face. There's a face. Now we drew one on. There's no face. And as I mentioned in my stories, there's just this moment. It was literally, it felt like five minutes, but it was probably five seconds where there's this pause and Mr. Nine is opening his first and it's, it's as he's realizing that there's no face on this thing that he wanted there to be a face on. And Mr. Six is quiet and Miss Nine is quiet and I am quiet for just a split second because it's like, wait, cause this could be instant explosion or not. Miss Nine being Miss Nine says quick, like after that pause, she's like, but it's cute without a face, right? It's cute without a face. It's really cute, right? Don't you think it's cute? And of course I find myself doing the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's totally cute. You know, we're all trying to convince him before he has had time to react to prevent a meltdown. Do you know what I mean? Also, this smells ugh, disgusting. Smells like, um, what does it smell like? No, I just sniff it again. <laughs> like gasoline or something. It's really not good for my lungs. We're going to go ahead and put the cap on that. <coughs> we probably shouldn't have bought any of this stuff in the first place. But here we are. Oh, that's so interesting, Sarah. Yeah, he loves like a cute little face. And it's like we were all trying to talk him out of a meltdown before there was a meltdown. And then he goes, it's cute without a face. And we just like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's cute without a face. And then we move on. That moment <coughs> is just a moment, but it feels like five minutes. And there's just this whew, sigh of relief, absolute sigh of relief. And it's like, <coughs> oh my gosh, it's like, this is crazy. This is kind of crazy. My six-year-old, my six-year-old can sit there and I know I can feel from him. We don't want Mr. Nine to be upset. And so we're going to do everything we can to prevent that. Now, he didn't get upset. He decided it was cute. We dodged that bullet. We got home. The other thing they had gotten was a remote control car thing. 
or no, sorry, not a remote control car. It was a remote control dog. Um, Miss Nine got one too. My husband puts batteries in them. Miss Nine's works. Mr. Nine's doesn't. And it's like, this is yet the second thing that could be an absolute disaster because we're already home now. And so he comes to me and he's upset. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And same as Miss Nine, my like number one reaction is I just want to fix it. Now, I would want to fix it for any of my kids. I want them to be happy. But when you're walking on eggshells all the time, and I know you guys understand this, you're ready to like climb a mountain instantly to avoid a meltdown because they're triggering, because they're traumatic, because they're scary, because they're loud, because they're overwhelming, because whatever. And so I, we had a pretty easy open day today and he was upset, but not that upset. Like he was upset, but he wasn't flipping out. And I was like, you know what? Cause I remember there was one left in the store. I was like, you know what? Let's go return it. We can go. He's like, can we go right now? And what if I couldn't go? What if I couldn't go right then? which most of the time I probably can't, but I happen to be able to. We weren't busy. I'm like, you know what? It, it does really stink. I wouldn't want to come home with a brand new toy and then it doesn't work. Sarah, you said when I get an okay response from him instead of a meltdown, it's like I'm all tensed up. Yes, totally. You're on the, you're waiting with like bated breath. Like where's the meltdown? It's coming. So Mr. Nine gets in the car with me pretty much as soon as we got back and we go right back out. I wasn't actually going to bring him. I was just going to go alone, but he wanted to come. And we actually got the dog a toy too while we were there. Um, so we go. And as we're walking into the store, we're walking back where we found there, there was one more. And I knew exactly where it was on the shelf. And I was saying to myself, I'm like, please be on the shelf. Please be on the shelf. Please be on the shelf. What are the odds that someone has come and taken the very last one in the last hour? Please be there. Please be there. Please be there. Because that could be number three massive issue of this this afternoon it was there I think the stars were aligned for us today <laughs> like literally um we got very lucky many times there was one left bought it came and, and actually while we were in the car and I, he's like what if this one doesn't work and I said well that was the last one so we got a couple options you could just keep it and it's a stuffy it doesn't work but it's a stuffy we could return it, but then you don't get another one in return. Like you, you'd have to get something else. Um, and he said that my husband told him that he could always take the wheels off and just turn it into a regular stuffy. And so he might want to do that too. The fact is we were able to have this conversation in the car where he was able to process multiple outcomes, possible outcomes of what could happen if this stupid remote controlled stuffed dog doesn't work. And we got home and my husband put batteries in it and it worked. So we dodged that bullet too. It just keeps going on and on. You guys know, like I know that you know. <laughs> and I can't tell you how great and wonderful and amazing it feels to have other moms sit here and be going, yeah, me too. Because... Yes, we dodged like 8,000 bullets today. We got so lucky a number of times today. But then there's always the next thing. 
the dinner he didn't really like. The, we did s'mores tonight, not probably a great idea on a Sunday night, but regardless, we did s'mores tonight. I mean, s'mores, think about all of the possible reasons that a child might melt down with s'mores. And I'm not talking a toddler or a preschooler. I'm talking about neurodivergent kids of any age. There's the marshmallow. Let's just start with the marshmallow. (laughs) You have to bend over a fire. The smoke can go in your face. Of course, there's the actual fire issue itself. Then there's the marshmallow. It could overcook and burn. It could fall in the fire. It could fall on the ground. It could be too hot, too sticky, too whatever. That's, I mean, that's just, that's just the marshmallow. We were able to do s'mores without a meltdown. In fact, we did not have a meltdown all day. So I tell you this story of our afternoon for multiple reasons. Number one, first of all, the stars aligned and we got very, very lucky. And like a million times over, there could have been so many meltdowns today and, and there weren't. Number two, it's really frustrating still that we have to overthink and overplan, constantly assess, is this worth it? Is that worth it? Should we even bother doing this thing? How do we plan to do that thing? If we're going to go to a parade, what do we need to make sure ahead of time? Because you can't just wing it with neurodivergent kids. Yeah, thank you. Um... But also, why did Mr. Nine have such a good day? Like, how? I mean, it wasn't a great day, but it could have been so much worse. And I, the only thing that I can think of, and I'm just simply sharing this as our own journey, as you guys know, I'm I'm not, I don't push anything on anybody anytime, but I do tell you what works for us and what doesn't work. And over the weekend, he started taking the second medication pill, the second, it's, um, Focalin. It's a ADHD stimulant. And he started this pill, his first medication. Well, it wasn't the very first one, but like the first one didn't work. And we knew that after a few days. So it was like the first one that's actually worked. We started this at uh, almost eight years old. He was seven, but I think he had maybe two months to go before he turned eight. He is now nine, uh, two months after nine. So it's been a year and four months or so. And he was taking that Focalin. We, we got the, the right dose, got it all figured out. And he was taking it twice, uh, twice a day. All last year, he went to the nurse at school. Um, drastic, drastic changes in his emotional stability because of this medication. And then we added Zoloft on top of it. And I, I do think that helps kind of keep it stable. <coughs> but that's not, it was the Focalin that made the, the quick change. But then over this past summer, it was like, well, do we really need to give him two pills a day? Can we just go down to one? And we did. And it was mostly fine enough. I don't know. But back to school, we were like, let's try it with just one. No, the behaviors are ramping up again. He kicked his brother yesterday, uh, two days ago. Um, Impulsive. Impulsive and angry. And when you combine those two, that's that's no good. Um, So yesterday and today, he took a second pill. And that's the only thing that I can think of because there were so many times today that he got upset and it got up to here and then it came back down. Whereas these instances could have easily, easily gone way up to here and stayed there in a, in a snap and it didn't happen. So I'm just sharing that 
that is working for us again. And probably I shouldn't have gone down to one over the summer in the first place, but whatever. He is going to start taking that pill at school tomorrow. Mr. Six is taking the same pill, a lower dose, also twice a day. I have two sons. They are both taking an ADHD stimulant for different reasons, twice a day. And it's like, wow, you know, that, that can be tough to swallow sometimes, especially if you're hesitant about medications, which is totally understandable where it's like, wow, is this, is this what's right? But I can, and I cannot speak for, for any, uh, anybody's kid or you guys, but just speaking for myself, the alternative is mayhem and chaos and, and, um, dysregulation and, um, dysfunction in our home. And we can't have that. We just cannot have that. So for us, it is totally worth it right now. Um, Mr. Nine was so much better today. So much better. Sarah, you said, got our first little kid birthday party invite instead of like, oh yeah, it sounds fun. My mind starts spinning of all that would entail from it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh my God. <coughs> birthday parties. Birthday parties are so stressful. I don't know. This is just a quick aside, but Mr. Nine, when he was little, not as much anymore. When he was little, one of his, um, when I say little, I mean like between the ages of three and seven, like not just preschool, but a little older. Um, he was super, super triggered by melting ice cream. Not only if it was on a cone, but just in general. So I can picture birthday parties that we went to where like, by the time you finish singing happy birthday and you're given a bowl of cake and ice cream, the ice cream has already melted some and oh my God, oh my God, meltdowns. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Alicia, what did I miss? Oh, you dodged a meltdown today at a restaurant because he was able to stand the whole time. Ooh, see, look at you go. Yep, you're gonna get stares. And it's the same as a kid in school. And y you guys know I'm, I'm a teacher, um, 15 years in the classroom and this is my first year that I am not. And I am, um, so, so thankful that I'm trying to run a business, Mothers Together, from my home. And it's awesome. That's a sidebar. But when you have kids in the classroom, let's have them stand. Let's have them stand. My husband just bought a standing desk. All I want to do is sit down all day, every day. But he has ADHD as well. And he just bought a standing desk. So if a grown man can stand for seven hours while he's working, then why can't a child stand while they're eating or stand as long as they're not when it's eating it's a little different because there's the choking thing and I don't want my kids bouncing all over the place but if they can stand still or learning why can't they stand up in, in class so good for you Alicia that's totally meeting your child's needs and accommodating their needs um in a in a, in a way that works for them standing in a restaurant 100 percent, absolutely um so that was our day <laughs> I am like drained to my core. And that's why Sunday nights, I feel like I always kind of look like a grub. I come on here uh, because I'm just like done. I'm done. We've also had some really tough behavior from all my kids with listening at bedtime in the last week. <coughs> bedtime specifically has been atrocious. Not listening. Even some, some disrespect more than normal um, tornadoes. And now that they're both taking two pills, surprise, today was better. Yesterday was better. So I think I, I really do these behaviors that other people think are defiant and disrespectful and fresh and um, bad parenting in our case, in our case has turned out to be ADHD. 
for both kids. Now, the boy's ADHD looks completely different. Mr. Nine is mostly not hyperactive at all. It's emotional regulation issues. It's the quick to anger, quick to fury, quick to rage. I didn't even know that was part of ADHD, but apparently it is. Mr. Six, it's more classic. He is a spinning tornado, sensory seeker. Um, just tonight, while my husband was trying to get the fire going for s'mores, I was helping Miss Nine with piano practice, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose because there was a cat in the front yard, so my dog is barking like crazy. Mr. Six goes out the front door, without me realizing it, to go and chase this cat. He gets out there, he trips on some rocks, falls on his belly, scrapes his stomach, scrapes his knee, he's crying, I can't hear him, the dog is barking. Oh my god. So he's a human tornado, and he's got to be watched. He's extremely impulsive, um, and he does everything, everything without thinking. So anyway, two different versions of ADHD, but it turns out that, I guess, it's this, it, it's, this stimulant is helping both of them. Thank goodness. What is the cause of the behavior to relearn it when my kid has a sensory overload at the supermarket? People look at me like I was a bad mom. Oh, my friend. <coughs> that is a nasty-sounding cough. I swear it's just the end of a head cold. Um, boy, can I relate to that. Can you guys, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to that too, but just people look at me like I'm a bad mom who can't control my kid. Yes. <coughs> Before I had kids, I did the same thing, right? You, you see those kids like melting down, rolling around in a store. And I totally had that thought when I did not have children. And now it's completely different. We're, we're doing the best we can. You are doing the best you can. And the hard part is about how it affects you as a mom, right? Because it's messing with how you feel about yourself. And I'm telling you that because that's what it did to me. Constantly feeling judged or worrying about being judged. It's this terrible feeling of I am not enough. I'm not doing enough as a mom. And if I'm not doing enough, I am not enough. Because if my kid is struggling so much, I'm, I'm his mom. Nobody else, like if anybody can help their child and love their child so, you know, endlessly, then it should be mom. And, and that's me. And I should have a happy child. I should have a well-rounded child, a healthy child. But when you're raising a, a neurodivergent kid, that's often not the case. And so we blame ourselves and we spiral. It spirals. It's not like a quick overnight thing. It takes weeks, months, years to feel less than, less than other moms, less than other families. You're too embarrassed to go out. Like it's a whole thing. And I, I feel that on a very deep level. I did have some wins this weekend. Yeah, yes, it's hard to walk on eggshells feeling like you can't enjoy certain events. Absolutely. Certain, it's like all events. It, it, I never know, right? You never know how, how an evening is going to go. And so you, or an outing, you feel like garbage. And that's how I, I felt until I met you guys. This is how I felt until I started Mothers Together and Mothers Evolve and, and the podcast. And doing all these things has completely changed everything. Um, and that's, that's the best feeling. In fact, speaking of that, 
with Mothers Evolve. Sorry, if you can hear that monitor behind me. There it is. It's like, why do I have baby monitors when my kids are nine, nine, and six? It's still necessary. Um, Mothers Evolve is starting on October 3rd. So Mothers Evolve is a program, right? Just to review for those who don't know, Mothers Evolve is a program. It is starting in January. The real program is going to be um, five months long. We are working on healing moms of neurodivergent children, healing them from the inside out, the way that I have done for myself, going through this transformation. But we're doing a pilot version, a little mini version, a little sample in October. Because that way, after October, I'm going to fix it all up um, and perfect it, tweak it, um, to make sure that it's meeting your needs. And then I'm going to launch it for real in January. So Mothers Evolve Pilot is going to have um, a kickoff meeting with the mentors who are helping me October 3rd. So it's only a few weeks away. So there is still um, time and space for you to sign up if you want to be one of the pilots. Um, you would test out a sample of this program. You're going to have, there's going to be pieces to it, a workbook, um, nothing crazy, believe me. I'm not making some like gigantic, this is not a college class, but um, we're going to do some prompting. We're going to find a focus uh, vision. I'm super excited about this. I don't want to like give it all away. And I'm not like an, I'm not a really woo woo sort of earthy, crunchy person. This is not about that. This is about how can I picture myself as a happy mom, happy with me, happy with myself as a mom. And so that's our October assignment. Um, and then we're going to use that assignment to help us um, throughout the program. So anyway, I'm super excited about Mothers Evolve starting. Very, very excited. I have having some mentors join me. I know you guys have, most of you I'm sure have heard me talk about this. Um, I don't know if you follow Erin uh, Yeshin. She's the Hippocampus Clubhouse. Um, amazing human. She's one of the mentors. Tiffany Kane is a mentor. Megan Pizarro, Kim Heilig. Um, and Avril Brown. And together, we are going to go through this healing process. And uh, so there's a few weeks before the pilot starts up, but you, you can totally sign up now. Um, I'm going to put it in the chat for you, but it's on theharddays.com forward slash pilot. Um, probably in another week or so, I'm going to close up the pilot signups because we're getting ready to start. Um, and October is going to come and go. And then in November and December, we'll be talking about it for the real program. Um, but it's, I honestly, I, let me, I can't do both things at the same time. Hold on. On the hard days, I cannot multitask.com slash pilot. Um, there it is. I prefer if you are thinking about wanting to do this program in January, it is going to take us through these steps of healing ourselves. Um, it's specifically for moms who are looking to sort of transform how they feel about themselves who are raising neurodivergent kids. So it's, it's us. Um, it's me. Um, I would love it if you did the pilot first because you're going to meet the mentors in the pilot um, and then uh, already know them, already feel very comfortable with the, the structure of the program when it starts up in January. Um, and I can absolutely answer questions about that. Um, I have an email list and I've been emailing that list with updates as I've been creating this week after week, but the pilot starts on October 3rd. So um, would love to have you join us. Um, that's Mothers Evolve. Now, Mothers Together is my other thing, and they are two separate things. Depends on what you need. Um, 
every mom needs something different. And some of us need all of the above, which is totally me. And so you start where you feel comfortable, start where you're ready. Mothers Together is a community and it's monthly where when you join, I put you with other moms who are going through a similar experience as you and I connect you with them. And then you have your own small support group called the Pod Squad. And that Pod Squad talks often. We're using the Marco Polo video messaging app. Honestly, most Pod Squads are talking daily or maybe every other day, but they're checking in with each other constantly. So it doesn't matter where you live in the world. We've got um, moms from New Zealand, in Australia. Um, we've got one in Italy, which is super exciting. This is the first time we've had, uh, I think, yeah, first first Italian. Um, she's in, we have Canadians and we've got a lot of moms from the U.S. And so it doesn't matter because you're leaving messages, messages with each other to check in. Um, so it's a lot of like, hey, oh, you had that evaluation. Um, let us know how it went. Come and tell us, we're, you know, we're thinking about you. We're dying to know how it went. Or, um, you know, I had a really tough morning at school drop off today. Uh, I, I, how does it go for you guys? I, I just need to vent. Or what would you guys have done in this situation? That sort of thing. Um, and so Mothers Together is basically you. I'm handing you a group of women, mothers, who are in the same position as you. Um, and you, you form these amazing bonds very quickly um, and you have access to, to chat with them on a regular basis. Hey. So um, that starts up every month. So the September groups have been cranking along. They are wonderful. The moms in September totally jumped in head first into Mothers Together. Um, but the, the next round starts uh, for October. So you can sign up at any time. Um, you can either join a pod squad that's already going, or you can just wait for the, the next round. And we start up brand new, and I'm, I'm there to walk you through it. So Mothers Together is starting up again October 1st, but the signups would go before that so that we can get started with our brand new pod squads at the beginning of the month. So Alicia, thank you. Mothers Together has been the best thing ever. She is, Alicia is in Mothers Together. Sarah is in Mothers Together. Um, there's a few of you guys who have been in here, which is totally awesome to see you. Andy, you said the emotional load it takes to navigate the moods and rage and the massive multi... Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. Requires to stay afloat and safe with two young high-needs kids. <laughs> Buddy. Yes, yes, yes. I think that's the piece that... That's the reason that I created Mothers Evolve. Mothers Together is amazing. I absolutely love the community piece, being able to connect with moms. You, you have friendships, like deep friendships that you never thought you would have. However... The emotional toll, that daily exhaustion is still there. And if you feel like I did, which is low in confidence, low in self-worth, um, full of daily guilt and shame and doubt in myself as a mom, like, I thought I was going to be good at this. I thought I was going to be a natural. Um, I actually really suck. That's what Mother Evolve is for, because in Mothers Evolve, we're going to be slowly going through this process of healing. We're going to work on our nervous systems. We're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about trauma. Um, we're going to do a lot of journaling and reflecting um, because the point is to guide ourselves out of this funk because we can't, we can't do this. We can't do this like this forever, right? The way that you're going, this running on fumes, walking on eggshells, running on fumes, but just daily exhaustion, emotionally, physically. We can't do that. We can't do that without a breakdown. I can tell you that much. So I don't want you to get to that point. 
I don't want you to get to the point that I was at depressed. Um, I did see a therapist. She was, she wasn't that helpful to be honest. I, 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 uh, I recommend therapy hundred percent, but like that particular therapist didn't really click with me. Um, I take Zoloft as well, but I could have used strategies on the healing process. I could have used, um, how do I think about myself in a different way as a mother? Let's, let's talk about the household I grew up in. Let's talk about and think about what were my expectations before I had kids? What did I think motherhood was going to be like? And where did I get that vision from? And what am I not bringing to the table as a mom that is causing me so much guilt and shame? Like what, what, what's the cause for me? I expected to myself to be patient and I had no idea until I had a neurodivergent child that I was very triggered by screaming. I had no idea that that was going to bother me the way that it did. And it totally like uh, triggered is the word, but I I really would like another word for it, but just like made my skin crawl, made me want to run out of the house. I, I can't stand still to this day, this crazy high pitched screaming, it, it, it stresses me out. And I, I feel completely dysregulated, that sort of thing. Because when he would scream, I would start to scream. Someone who hates screaming started to scream. And I did this because I was out of my own head. I, I wasn't like thinking clearly like, Oh, I think I should scream at my kid right now. That sounds like a solid parenting move. It was like, no, this just literally came out of nowhere. This like guttural feeling. And after I would yell, because I was scared and angry and sad and grieving. Then I would feel shame and guilt and embarrassment. And I would feel like a monster, like, and rinse and repeat, rinse and freaking repeat. So Mothers Evolve is meant to help with that, that kind of mom, me, struggling with how you feel about yourself in raising a neurodivergent kid. So we're going to work on that in this program, but the pilot is just for the month of October. And that's, we're going to try out the structure of it. Um, kind of get a, a sample of it, meet the mentors who are going to be helping us, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what that website was for. Um, on the forward slash pilot. What did I miss? Scroll down. Yeah. So basically at the beginning of each month, especially now for October, I have two things that are being offered in October, right at the beginning. Mothers evolve for healing ourselves and Mothers Together for community and friendship. Both of them are awesome. Mothers Together I have been doing for a year plus. Mothers Evolve, this is the first time. And so I am looking for moms who are sort of the guinea pigs to see how do you like this? Is it meeting your needs? Is it helping? Um, is it not helping? How could I make this better? Uh, or You know, all of that sort of thing. So you have options for October. If you need help, if you need support, Obviously, the first thing I'm going to say to you is make sure that you're getting the mental health support you need. If that looks like a therapist, if that looks like medication, talking to doctors, make sure you take care of yourself in that way. So that's like, you know, my blanket statement, I need you to take care of yourself. After that, if you need support, how can I help you? How can I personally help you? Feel free to DM me. I, I, wish, so wish that when Mr. Nine was two, three, four, five, six, seven, that I had somebody, literally anybody that I could send a message to and 
and they would get it. They would understand. So feel free to DM me anytime. But what do you need? Would community make you feel whole again? That would be mothers together. Would healing and confidence and shedding the guilt and feeling more like yourself again, would that help you right now? That's Mothers Evolve. Do you just want validation and that's enough? Validation is really important. You get validation in all of these things, but if maybe that's just listening to my podcast. If you've not listened to it before, it's obviously called On the Hard Days, but it's not just me. It's regular moms. It's you guys. They come on every week. Um, actually, the newest episode comes out tonight at midnight Eastern time, and it's just moms sharing their stories. Tonight's is a good one. Uh, well, tomorrow's, I mean, they're all good. This amazing mom, she's talking about her teenage, preteen and teenage daughter um, who has uh, anxiety, OCD, and panic disorder. She had to be hospitalized. Um, and she found that mindfulness stuff, yoga, actually really helped. And that was something that she did not have on her radar as a mom. So she's talking about that. So sometimes you just need validation. Listen to the podcast. Listen to my Sunday night share. My silly little reels on which I'm the worst actress of all time. But somehow <laughs> somehow people like them. Because, because I get it. Because I'm living that life. I am living that life alongside you. So please don't just sit there struggling at home. We do have options. They are out there now. And if there's something that you need that doesn't exist, tell me. I pretty much have made it my life's mission from now till forever to fill in the gaps of what's missing for moms of neurodivergent kids. Um, I cannot, I don't have a million strategies about the kids. I can just tell you what's worked and not worked for us. But what I do have is help for moms. Um, so please don't just suffer is who do you talk to? If you don't have anybody to talk to about your struggles because they don't understand, if you don't have um, even a partner, they, like my husband, obviously he's living the same life, but the perspectives are different. If, if you know, you know. If you don't have neighbors or family members or colleagues that you can talk to who understand what you're going through, then you are probably keeping all of this information inside and that is not good for you. I know it because I've done it because it's going to eat away at you and you're going to start questioning yourself because you, you, you're you going to lose the confidence with it. Did I make the right decision? I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have yelled like that. Um, why is my kid different? What do I do? All of those thoughts. It's not good for your mental health to be sitting there on that. So please, please reach out so that I can help you with whatever it is you need. Happy to point you in the right direction. I'm going to scroll back up. I missed a few things. Michelle, you said there's so much I would keep to myself because I knew others. Oh, Michelle's in. Of course. I forgot you were here, Michelle. There's two Michelles here. Both are in Mothers Together. I knew others wouldn't get it, but now I have a whole pod squad that gets it and is the best thing. No, have you tried this or this or this or anything unhelpful? Yes. Michelle, there are two Michelles here. They're both lovely humans. Um, and they're both in Mothers Together. For different times, this Michelle here, you haven't been here as long as the other Michelle. Um but you both have great pod squads and these pod squads talk all the time. Nobody is saying to you, have you tried this? Maybe you should just, <laughs> I, I like go to my Valley girl voice. Like maybe you should just like put them in time out or something stupid. I can't, <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> um, it's embarrassing. Delete, get rid of that. I'm just, I'm in Connecticut. Like I don't, anywho, there's no judgment from other moms in your pod squads. You can tell I'm getting tired because I'm losing my mind. 
but I always want to stay up to talk about Mothers Together because it's the, it's the absolute best. I've met all of my best friends. They're all in Mothers Together. All of, and it's all of you. It's, it's the best feeling ever. I don't have any desire, honestly, to pick up the phone and tell, I don't know, cousins and extended family. Like, no, I just need to talk to people who get it. Um, and that would be you guys. So your pod squad mates are not going to judge you because they're literally going through the same thing right now. That's the magic of it. Like we're literally all in the same boat, just suffering together. But when you suffer together, it actually makes it not nearly as bad because you get to virtually hug each other and be like, I am here for you. That sounds terrible. I am so sorry. And we celebrate the wins. And sometimes we talk about things that are not even related to neurodivergent kids at all because these are friendships. They're real friendships. So Mothers Together is magic. I love it so much. Um, Alicia, you're so kind. Alicia is um, a rock star of a human, also in Mothers Together. Yes, I am so, so happy to have you guys here. What can I help you with right now? Is there anything that you need? Whether it's you have a question about something specific, like regarding Mr. Nine, um, medication questions, questions about Mothers Together or Mothers Evolve or the podcast or anything, feel free to drop them below. I'm going to put up the link for Mothers Together as well because we're starting the signups for October. Not every single day. Hold on, let me type this out. Not every single day or every single month where the, will there be two programs running at the same time. Mothers Evolve is only going to run after this pilot month. It, the real thing is going to run in January. I'm only going to run this program probably, I don't know, at most four times a year, but it might even be like three or just two times. Mothers Together runs every month. So it just happens to be for October that I have two options for you. We've got the pilot program for Mothers Evolve or we have the October um, Mothers Together pod squads. Um, oh, Andy, that's a good one. How to help the spouse understand the toll. Oh my gosh. That needs a whole podcast episode. That needs a legit full podcast episode. My husband and I never had more arguments than we did about my son. It's better now because my son is better. But during those years, that like six year period, um, we were constantly arguing. And I mean, there's so much more to it. Like I said, it's really should be a podcast episode. But now, like looking back, we were both drowning, right? We're both drowning, but in our own way. His drowning, my drowning, they look a little different. So... He was overwhelmed too. I think I can't speak for, for dads. Uh, I cannot, I, I think it's a whole different vibe. All I know is that when we were tired of the screaming and tired of the overwhelm, it was like, don't say that. That's going to set him off. Don't do that. That's going to set him off. You know, he doesn't like X, Y, and Z. That's going to make him scream. It was like, all we wanted was peace in our home but we both were trying different ways to get there. And so I would tell him like, no, like that's not, you don't understand. Like, and he, and yeah, we just were never on the same page about it. 
And I think there's a lot of trauma going on in those moments of uh, co-parenting. And even with family or friends, anybody that's you're close to. How to help the spouse. I feel like I feel like I don't have the best answer, to be honest. It's an open line of communication, but in my particular case, my husband and I don't communicate in the same way. I'm a talking it out person. He's not. So I think for us, the number one thing that helped with this particular issue of raising a neurodivergent kid is that I, I, I had to start like forcing myself to think he's struggling too. He's struggling too. This is really hard for him too. He doesn't like this either. This is hard for him too. You know, and constantly repeating that over and over because it reminded me that it's not like he and I were battling against each other, but we shouldn't have been because we are on the same team. It's just that we're going about it in completely different ways or he doesn't understand the way I feel. I started, there was a time when I'm going to scroll down here too. There was a time I was so down on myself and down on our family dynamics and down on my kids' behavior that, and down on my marriage, really, with all that, that I would, like, force myself to think of, really think of, really focus on small moments of things that I was grateful for that my husband did. Like, I had to reprogram my brain. And I was like, okay. He made his lunch. That was so thoughtful. <laughs> he he did this. He did that. He did this. And it just was the reframe. I don't have the best answers. It's a really, really, really tough thing. And when my son, when his behavior started to settle, so did we. Because it really just goes to show that we were all... Um, traumatized. We were all uh, dysregulated. It just comes out in different ways. I feel like I have more to say about that, but I honestly want to think about it before I keep going. So I think that's going to be a podcast episode. Um, Michelle, you said husband simultaneously questions or feels different from my approach and also looks to me. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so true. I'd be like, okay, I've literally done the research for 17,000 hours. This is a really good article. You should read it. This is a really good video. You should watch it. He'd be like, can you just give me the cliff notes? No. No, I cannot give you the cliff notes. Read it yourself. <laughs> Read it yourself because I need you to understand it the way I'm starting to understand it. First time I ever heard of 2E and twice exceptionality. What the heck is that? What does neurodivergent even mean? So I did the deep dives and I joined the junky Facebook groups that are full of judgmental people. Sorry, but it's just true. Um, and did all those things so that I could get some answers. But he wants the, the cliff notes. Yeah, I feel you on that, Michelle. Like, so coming to me for the answers, like, oh, what do you think we should do? Like, well, if you just read the article, like I told you. How to tell your kid no without telling him no because it will set him off by giving different options that don't work. Or, or giving him options, different options don't work. Oh my gosh. Yes, Alicia. So, 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 so true. 
another hard one. When you're telling your kid no and they're neurodivergent, I'm going to speak from my own experience. I am not a parenting expert, clearly. I do know that the number one parenting strategy, parenting strategy that has worked for us, for me, are you ready for this? It's that I threw all the other parenting strategies out the window and just did what felt right in the moment. That's it. That's my secret. When I finally did that and I threw away authoritarian, traditional style parenting, the way that we were raised, most of us, um, when I threw out the stereotype of gentle parenting, which ended up me just being a humongous pushover because I wasn't doing it right. Neither of those things felt right. And here's the thing, what feels right actually changes in the, in the situation. So it depends. Sometimes I'm more firm. No, like absolutely not. And now that he's nine, it's like, are you out of your mind? (laughs) No, he kicked his brother the other day. Oh my gosh. That like such a trigger for me. Like absolutely not hard. No physical stuff. I hear a kid getting up. It's 1030 at night. This is, this is the problem with the stimulant. I'm just going to throw this out there right now. The problem with the stimulant is that it does keep them up. They're in their beds. It's dark. They've been listening to meditation for a million hours, but I have a visitor. Maybe he didn't open the door yet. Yeah. They can't fall asleep. But then, so back to the no concept. Um, if you're not, I don't know. There are some times when it needs to be a little more dodging, kind of going, going around the bush, like, well, you know, a little more passive. It kind of depends on the situation. It depends on their mood. It depends if they're hungry, if they're tired. Have they eaten a meal? Like, are they frustrated by something else? Is it time for me to absolutely hard no? Or hmm, I guess that's reasonable. And I don't have the answer for that for everybody, for you personally. It's just what you think in the moment. And why are you saying no? And absolutely there's a million reasons to say no but like sometimes I have found that my gut reaction is a no like no absolutely not and I'm like wait a minute I need processing time and then I'm like well you know all right fine whatever (laughs) and that's actually for me I think that's worse for myself that I do that I need to like wait on my answer and not jump right to a yes or a no um the truth is though Alicia Sometimes, many times, especially with a younger kid, it doesn't matter how you say no, they're going to flip out. You could be very firm or it could be like, well, you know, a little more passive. They're going to flip out either way, in which case it's unavoidable. And so in my opinion, that's when you go at it from a very matter of fact, not super firm and harsh and loud and whatever, but also not too fluffy. And it's just... Unfortunately, no. I know that's a bummer. I know that's upsetting, but no. I Personally, I found with my own kid not to talk too much because my tendency is to want to talk and like, oh, like I really understand how you're feeling. That must be so hard for you. I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. No, he doesn't want to hear that. He wants to put his fist through a wall. So I need to keep it short and sweet. Unfortunately, no, I'm really, I'm really sorry, bud. That's super frustrating, but that's it. And then go silent. But sometimes there is no way to avoid the meltdown. It's coming no matter what. 
not the best answer, but it's the one I got. Oh, my friends. We've been having great Sunday night shares. I've been loving them. Sorry, I was like coughing up a lung 5,000 times in this. But we've been having wonderful Sunday night shares. Um, feel free to shoot topics my way in the future. And I can answer them ahead of time or, you know, know about them and then answer them here. Um, but this has been really great. Thank you. Thank you so much, as always. If you're interested in Mothers Together or Mothers Evolve or the podcast, please reach out um, so that you're not just struggling on your own with no help because there is help. All right, my friends, I'm going to see which child is still awake. And I don't know what I'm going to do about that. It's very late. It's almost 11 o'clock. And then I'm going to go to bed. Tomorrow's a new day. May your evening be meltdown free. <laughs> and have a good night. Thanks for listening today. If you would like to talk with me personally, where we can chat and just get to know each other like old friends, I would love to do a discovery call with you. Go to my website, ontheharddays.com, and click on Schedule a Call. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so so that you get the latest when they roll out. Not to mention, please leave a review if you feel like this episode spoke to you. That way, the podcast will be shown to more mothers. And finally, you can find me on Instagram at On the Hard Days with dots in between each word, or in my free Facebook community, On the Hard Days Podcast and Community. If you are feeling isolated in your parenting journey, I encourage you to reach out through any of these means so that I can connect you with your people and support you in whatever way you need.